The following is a podcast of Echo, a middle school ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, visit lifeatvictory.com slash middle school. But for those of you guys who do not know me, my name is Zach Del Turco. I get to help out in our high school ministry. And what I like to do in our high school ministry, before I even start my message, and I hope that you guys know that I'm not a guest, but I am family here. You get the crazy uncle every once in a while. I am that crazy uncle. But you guys need to know this. Every time I speak to our high school students, before every message, there's one thing I do. And this one thing I do, I truly believe with all of my heart. If you don't get anything out of tonight, I want you guys to get this one thing. That you are leaders of this generation. That God is raising up a generation to make his name famous in all generations. And I don't care how old you are. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care if you're a male or a female. God is saying right now, it's time to rise up. It's time to take a stand. It's time to go into your schools and say, you know what? We are going to be a generation that makes his name famous in all generations. Did I come to the right youth group tonight, Ben Archer? You told me these guys were fired up, ready to go. Are you guys ready to go? Are you guys ready to go? No. Some of y'all shaking your head no. That's okay. We're going to work on you. We're going to lay hands on you later. Just kidding. Just kidding. But some of you guys are wondering, why, why do you guys got to dance? Why do you guys got to lift up your hands? What is, what is it with that? And I want to tell you guys, the reason why we do what we do, the reason why we are so passionate, because we know the price that was paid for our souls. We are so passionate about lifting up the name of Jesus, a beautiful name it is, because he died for our souls. The price was too great. The cost was too great for us to sit on the sidelines and say, you know what? Maybe when I get older, then I'll live for Jesus. Tonight is the night. You are leaders of this generation. I see gifts inside of you guys right now that's not even being tapped in. And I promise you, at the end of this night, I'm believing that God's going to reveal himself to you in a real mighty way, that you walk out of this place different than you walked in. But tonight, I want to talk to you guys about this idea of me, my selfie, and I. And I want to take it from a different angle, but the approach that I want to take it is based on this. Who are you in Christ? Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know the price that was paid for you? That was a question. Do you guys know who you are in Christ? Yes or no? I'm a responsive preacher. So when I preach, I like for engagement because if not, man, it's going to be a long night. And we don't want a long night here at Echo. But do you guys know who you are in Christ? Your identity and your worth is not found in what boyfriend you have. It's not found in what car you drive. It is not found in what zip code you live in. But your identity and worth is found in Jesus. Can I get an amen? You know what I thought? You thought I thought when I moved to Cranberry Township, when I started driving those nice cars, man, my worth would go up. But what I found out, two months later, I was back down to where I started. Your identity cannot be found in anything but Jesus because guess what? When you put your identity in a thing, a house, a car, a job, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your grades in school, you're going to look like a roller coaster ride. And Jesus did not die for us to look like a roller coaster ride. But tonight, I want to talk to you guys from this thought the mask must go. 
I need you to turn to your neighbor and say, it's time that you take off that mask right now. Tell them, take off that mask. Turn to that neighbor that you neglected and say, please take off that mask. You're killing me. Take it off. Take it off. How many of you guys went trick-or-treating this past Wednesday or, or this past week? And we got a lot of, a lot of people we got to pray for later on. How many of you guys got dressed up and went trick-or-treating? Bro, that is awesome. That is so cool. But I, I'm not big into trick-or-treating anymore. I'm 27 years old. I'm married And really, to be honest with you, I'm not that excited to go walk in the freezing cold to get some candy. I would just rather go to Walmart and get myself a bag of candy and save me some time and energy and sit on the couch and watch some Batman. That's just me. But but I'm not into trick-or-treating anymore. But I remember two years ago, I was newly married, and my wife, she wanted to get dressed up to hand out candy. She wanted to dress up to hand little kids candy. That sounds so weird. We weren't in a white van, I promise. But we were handing out candy, and I think I have a picture of what my wife dressed me up as. Do we have that picture, y'all? We were Chip and Joanna Gaines from the Fixer Upper. I don't know if you guys watched that, but my wife made me dress, dress up as Chip. And some of y'all are like, yo, you don't look like Chip at all. Yes, I know that, but they say I act like him all the time. I'm just everywhere in my thought process. But my wife wanted me to dress up as Chip Jones, and they say, a happy wife, a happy life. So I did it, and it was awesome. But, but I told her, this is a one-time deal. I am no longer dressing up as anybody. I'm not even going to hand out candy this year. And the only reason I didn't hand out candy this year is because my little, ne- my little nephew, Leo, came in and I went to have dinner with him or else I would have handed out candy. But here's what I know. When I was your age, I used to go for the good stuff. You know what the good stuff is? See, the good stuff is not, was not found in the neighborhood I grew up in. But the good stuff was found at a zip called called 16066, Cranberry Township. And to get into more detail, the the area that I would like to go Halloween shopping, trick-or-treating, was in this place called Ermine Farms. I don't know if anybody lives by Ermine Farms, but here's why I like going in those neighborhoods. Because they gave out the good stuff. And the good stuff is simply this. It's not that that one bite-sized candy bar. They gave you the full thing. I I did not go out of my way to get a little little bite-sized candy bar. I wanted the whole thing. I wanted the the full size. I wanted the king size. Anybody like the king size? If I'm going to eat me some Twix, I want the king size. But I remember there, there, there was this time... Where this old man, he did not hand out candy, but he hand out 50 cents at a time. And I was, let's say, not the best Christian at the time. So I liked his house a lot. So you know what I did? Every five minutes, I would go back to his house and say, 
trick or treat, can I have some candy? Knowing that he was going to hand out money. Well, about $6 later, this guy found out that, man, this kid's been coming time and time and time again. And I said, no, 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 that, that was my brother last time. My mom and dad can't even tell all of us apart. That's how many we have. You, y'all are supposed to laugh there. It was a joke, all right? <laughs> man, man, I got to give up this preaching thing. Ben, man. But, but here's what I find funny. When it comes to Halloween, a lot of us get dressed up in a costume. And I'm here to ask you this simple question. Does your life, does how you live your life, when people look at you, what do they see? Do they say, see who you truly are? Do they see you in your costume? And if you guys can write this down, because note takers are history makers. I know you guys know that. But if you guys can write this down, I think this could help a lot of us tonight. You guys ready? You guys got your notes out? I did not write this message so you guys can just hear it. I wrote this message so you could write it down and live it out. I believe many of us are living a life dressed in a costume we were never designed to wear. We're living a life dressed in a costume that we were never designed to wear. But what I love about Jesus is he wants you to have real freedom. Jesus paid a price so that you can have real freedom, real security, real transparency, real calling, real purpose, and real passion. The mask must go. The price is too great, and the calling is too awesome in your life to wear a mask that you were never designed to wear. But here's what I find. This is what I find in churches all the time. You know what we do? This is what we do in churches all the time. Hey guys, I'm I'm in church again. Oh, my life is perfect. You wouldn't believe the week that I had. Oh yeah, my mom and dad did not fight. My dog did not poop on the carpet for the 15th time. No, he didn't. My my friends did not laugh at me and make fun of me because they knew I'm a Christian. I I didn't get, you know what? I got all the A's on my report card. You see, we come to church with a mask. We live our lives with this mask because we believe that people will not accept us for who we truly are. But I believe that this is a generation where we're going to see a great unmasking, where the mask must go, where we must say as followers of Jesus Christ, I am who I am. You either accept me or you don't. I'm passionate, and I'm saying this again. I am passionate because I know the price that was saved for me. My soul was going to hell, but Jesus said, I have a different plan for you, young man. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder. I'm going to put people in your life that are going to help you get to where you need to go. So many of us are wearing this mask of religion. And I can promise you this, Jesus cannot heal, Jesus cannot prophesy, Jesus cannot do something with your mask. Until we realize that our mask must go, We won't have real freedom. We won't have real calling. We won't have real security. And the first time that I see that this mask was placed on, are you guys paying attention? You guys with me? Come on, if you're with me, high five. Come on, I need need some crowd participation. Come on. 
But listen, the first time that I saw this in the Bible, because it is in the Bible, it came from our parents, Adam and Eve. There was a story in Genesis, and I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit. But there was a story in Genesis where Adam and Eve, man, they were having the time of their life. They did not have to work. All they did was have to party. How many of you guys think that's what heaven's going to be like? It's going to be a big party. And I'm ready to have a big party in heaven with all my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Lord have mercy. But, but here's what happened. There, there was this thing, this snake that got into the Garden of Eden. And, and, and Adam and Eve, they were having the time of their life. They were partying. They were having a great time. They were eating from all of the land. But what happened was a snake came in, also known as Satan, and he started to talk to Eve. He, he was telling Eve this. He's like, listen, you know, Jesus, he told you, you know, eat from everything but from that one tree. Yeah, he was lying. He, he wasn't really telling you the truth. The reason why he doesn't want you eating from that tree is because he doesn't want you having fun. Doesn't that sound like our culture today? Don't be a Christian. It's not fun. What do you mean you're going to church? Are you really going to church? Like, if you go to church, you can't have fun. And that's what our culture is telling us today. And if you have not faced that yet, trust me, you will face it here soon. I bought that lie. That if I was a Christian and if I went to church and had a relationship with Jesus, I could have no fun. But I promise you this, the most fun I've ever had is when I'm serving Jesus, when I'm hanging out with the right people at the right table, when I'm here on a Saturday night speaking to you guys, hanging out with you guys, seeing what God has placed in your heart, young man. He's got a calling in you. He's calling you to greatness, and I'm telling you, he wants to draw it out. So listen to the authorities around you because God has something special for you. That's a word of encouragement right there, okay? But here's the thing. Eve bought into this lie that culture was telling her. Just eat from the tree. And guess what? She ate from the tree, and she didn't want to do it alone. And and here's a marriage joke for all you marriage people. Whenever you get in trouble, men, it's probably because your wife is around, right? You barely get in trouble alone. That's what happened to Adam. He did not get in trouble by himself, but Eve pulled him in, and he's like, hey, Adam, let's have some of this fruit. Let's eat some of it. It's not not really that big of a deal. So they ate the fruit. And it says this in Genesis, not long after. Can we pull up Genesis real quick? It says this in Genesis chapter 3. It says, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called the man and said to him, where are you? A lot of people perceive that when Adam and Eve sinned, it didn't look like that. A lot of people believe that our God is a just God, which he is. Our God is a righteous God. Yes, he is. But God did not come down from heaven to earth to scream at his kids. But a lot of people believe that when Adam and Eve fell, God came down, where are you? They believe that. A lot of religions believe that God was shaming them, that God was guilting them. But it was their subconscious. It was in their conscious. I I sinned. Now I'm going to cover myself. And it then says, but the Lord God said to the man and said, 
And they said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I was naked and I hid myself. And I finish with this. Let me let the worship team know they can come out. But I finish with this. How did Adam and Eve know they were naked? They they were living together in the garden. How how did they know that they were naked? How, How do you know what mask to wear in front of your friends? How do you know what mask to wear with those friends that you know you shouldn't be hanging out with, but you put on that, 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 that mask of popularity? I, I want to fit in. I want people to like me. So you say things that you know you shouldn't say. But we cover ourselves up because we feel insecure, because we feel weak, because we feel like we'll never amount up to anything, that we'll never truly fit in in our friend groups, in our culture. I believe the reason why Adam and Eve knew they were naked was because the devil told them they were naked. There there was a shame that was attached to them. So they hid themselves up. And now I look at the New Testament where Jesus came to die for humanity. And he said this, that I've covered you with my blood. See, Jesus was telling us that there's this redemption story all throughout Scripture that's pointing to the cross. And if tonight, if we would just look to the cross, we would see Jesus at his greatest work. It's time as a church, it's time as children of God that we take off the mask, the mask of religion, the mask of our Instagram Stories, the mask of our Instagram post. I love Instagram. I post all the time. I buy my followers. Judge me if you want. I'm just kidding. Not really. But here's the thing Is that who you truly are on Instagram? Or is that what you want people to perceive you should be, or could be, or want to be? We look at everybody's highlight reels on social media. Then we look at our day-to-day lives. And this is what we do. Comparison will always kill your self-worth. This is what we do. God's calling us. And I don't say this in a weird way, but God's calling us to get naked again. He's calling us to come transparent to the throne of God and say, God, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I need your blood. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. I need you now. But what we do is when we have shame in our life, when we don't like something about our bodies, if we feel like we're not the most athletic person in the room or we're not good at video games, I don't know what your struggle is tonight, but here's what we do. We cover ourselves up. We cover ourselves up. Multi-masking is soul taxing. It's hard to be someone that you are never designed and created to be. Multi-masking is so soul taxing. So I want to throw a curveball, Ben. I hope you're okay with this. 
worship team, you guys ready to worship God tonight? Like, are you guys ready to go? Are you guys ready to go? I, f- I feel like, I feel like God wants to tear some, down some mask in your life. And I want the, the leadership team to come up. We'll make this quick. I want the leadership, every, everybody on the leadership team to come up. I really feel this on my heart that there's some of you guys that, and I want everybody to come get prayer. All you amazing echo leaders. I want you guys to come get prayer because a lot of us are wearing a mask and some of us don't even know the mask that we are wearing. But I want these amazing small group leaders, these amazing leaders that want to invest in you tonight. I want everybody to stand up on their feet right now. And here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to go boldly to your leader and say, you know what? I got some stuff in my life. I have some words that were spoken over me. I have some lies that I believe, but now it's time to take down the walls. Who's the leaders out here? Who wants to come up front and get prayer for right now? Come on, let's lead the way. Let's lead the way. Come on, let's cheer, let's cheer our teenagers on. Come on, let's go, guys. Let's get some prayer tonight. Let's go into worship God. Let's praise him for who he is. Come on, let's go, team. Let's go, guys. Let's go. I know, I know you guys are struggling. I know you guys need some things. Come get some prayer tonight, okay? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Here's what I want everybody to do. I want everybody to come come up front. If you haven't received prayer, make sure you get prayer in your small groups. We're going to transition here in a little bit. I want everybody to come up front. Everybody here in the middle, come on. We're family. We're family. We're family. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I know I stink. It's okay. That's what they call bass. Everybody, come on, come on. Everybody in. Everybody in. Everybody in. Here's, here's what I want to do, guys, because here's one thing you guys need to know about Echo is we're family. Okay, you guys need to know this about Echo. We are family here at Echo. And with family, guess what? There comes some ugliness. There comes some, 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 some times where things aren't easy. There, there comes time where we don't get along. There comes time where we feel like we're in the ditch. Like we can't go on any longer. But the beautiful thing about family, true family, is we're here through the thick and thin. We're here through the ups and the downs. When you are in the ditch and you are muddy, guess what? That person to the right, that person to the left is coming in the ditch with you and saying, how can we get out together? I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to look at down on you. I'm going to say, I'm getting down with you. I'm going to allow you to get on my shoulders to get out because we're family. You belong here in your family. So here's what I want to do. Everybody just locking arms together, holding each other to the right or to the left. I want to pray for you guys. And we're going to do the salvation salvation time in your small groups. You guys are going to kill me, but that's okay. But I, I want you guys to just truly believe that the prayer we're about to pray is going to set you free if you haven't been set free already. See, we don't come to church. We are the church. I didn't come to have a good time tonight. I came to see hearts and souls change forever. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, here and now, that you are here in our midst, that your Holy Spirit is present to do a transformation in our lives. God, I thank you for every teenager here tonight, every middle school student, every leader here, God, that we are going to walk out different than we came in, that your Holy Spirit has touched us, that your Holy Spirit has breathed on our lungs. You have breathed on us, God. I thank you that our DNA is found in you. I thank you that our our self-worth does not come from what people say about us, but it comes from what you say about us, that we are your child, that we are beloved and accepted by you. God, I thank you that we can cry out to you, Abba, Abba, Father, 
you hear the cries of your children. So right now, God, I thank you that the mask must go, that we become a real church, a real generation that is going to be set on fire for the things of God, that we do not care about popularity. We do not care about fame. We do not care about Instagram followers, but all we care about is your name. So we thank you, Father, for, the, for your spirit and what you are doing in our midst. And we ask this in Jesus' name, everybody says.